recorded live. Hey everyone, Cousin here. Uh, you're listening to the Nintendo Views podcast. Sorry, it like glitched for a second there, and I was like, wait, what? Did it start or not? I don't know, but I think we started. We're good. All right. <laughs> we are in business. Uh, today is November 6, 2017, and this is episode number 142, entitled Let's do the Odyssey. All right, I'm not, I'm not going to sing anymore. That's going to be all the singing that I'm doing for uh, for this episode. Um, so today we are back at it to discuss the latest and greatest from Nintendo. To discuss it all with me, I have Steve. Hey, everybody. And I, I think it would be great, uh, Hudson, if you did continue to sing. It would be so reminiscent of, of the early days in the podcast. So uh, feel free to continue on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if, uh, I think people are probably happy that we stopped with those, uh, those singing days. Um, but, uh, we also have Greg here with us. Hey everyone, no insert corny joke here. <laughs> and, uh, back with us again, uh, we have Barry who has returned. Hey guys, uh, I, I actually want to see and hear Hassan sing every one of his lines throughout the entire podcast, like the whole thing. Every question, every news topic, just sung by Hassan. That's true. I, I would see in the comments, like if we just, just flood the comments with with all your requests for Hassan to sing, and it, we'll make it happen next time. Oh gosh, for our game of the year podcast, <laughs> is that what you want for the next podcast? I have to oh, make my game great. of the year choices. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The third item on my list was uh, Nino Blaine's <laughs> 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 Christmas is 12 days in Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, that would that would kind of be great, except uh, for if somebody could actually sing, then that would be pretty interesting. <laughs> you know, you um, know what? I just realized this. I'm kind of mad about our, our Game of the Year podcast already because it's going to be the very beginning of December, and Xenoblade Chronicles 2 <clears throat> will just come out or might not have even been out yet. Will not get a fair shot, and that that's not right. Mm. True. I guess, you know, we'll we'll learn a decent more a bit about the game tomorrow, as we'll kind of, you know, mention as well a little later. So hopefully we'll have a good enough idea of of sort of what to expect. But, um, but yeah, I think I was thinking a lot about that Game of the Year episode for next month, and it'll – it's going to be very what day interesting. Does it, sure. What day does it release? Because I think the podcast would be the fourth. So if it's, like, the first, then it would it be is fine. the first, right? Yeah. I don't remember. So with Xenoblade, we get like what two percent of the game in in those three days. <laughs> yeah, I know. I barely have it a hundred percent by then. <laughs> nah, no, no, no. I only have it at about eighty-five percent. Ah, there we go. There we go. Um, so looks like in the chat we have a uh, hashtag make custom sing getting uh, trending in the uh, in the chat going yes. right here. So uh, <laughs> make it happen. That's, make that's it happen. Thing. Um, so shout out to everybody that is in the chat right now. We have uh, Blake in the chat. We got Steve Desmarai. Uh We also had Javery Jefferson as well. Um, to shout out to all of you. To anybody else that is in the uh, the chat, say hi. We'll read your comments live. That's the fun thing about this podcast is we um, do this live so that we can get your comments in here as well. And this is really kind of like a, a community podcast. You know, we want all of you to be involved as well. So we have a bunch of different things to talk about tonight. Um, so we are going to discuss uh, some recent sales data. 
Uh, we're also going to briefly talk about it. I forgot uh, that this happened recently as well, but the Nintendo Switch update that, that happened uh, recently with that like video capture and stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about the Animal Crossing mobile game, a little bit of stuff on Super Mario Odyssey, and then look ahead towards the holidays. So we've got a, a packed lineup of discussion for tonight, so let's jump right to it. So first up, we have some sales data that has been released uh, from Nintendo recently. So in the quarter ending in September, Nintendo has sold nearly 3 million Switch consoles and nearly 14 million games for the Switch. So as of September 30th, um, the total came out to 7.63 million Switch consoles and 27.48 million games. Uh, the results are, are so much better that they are revising their estimates uh, for the Switch sales, instead of 10 million, they're revising it up to 14 million Switch systems this year. Um, so that's pretty great. Breath of the Wild is still a top-selling game for the Switch with more than 4.7 million copies. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is second with 4.42 million, and Splatoon 2 in third with 3.61 million sold. Uh, the 3DS systems also did a decent amount of sales, sold just shy of, shy of 2 million systems um, for the quarter. Uh, to date, Nintendo has sold about 69 million 3DS systems and 343 million games for the system. Um, that is not including Super Mario Odyssey's release or the holiday sales or any of that stuff that's happened for Nintendo so far. So I, I would say that's pretty good. What do, what do you guys think after hearing the sales data? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's it, it's surprising, like, I think actually how high they are considering that there wasn't very many of them uh, to really go or go around. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's been great. I, I think it's been really cool to like, as a Nintendo fan, a long time Nintendo fan, it's been really cool to actually um, hear a lot of <laughs> like, um, you know, random, you know, companies out there um, like journalists and everything um, that are not, you know, um, even video game centric that are just, you know, entertainment uh, type blogs or, or whatever. And, and they're like, yeah, Nintendo's coming back. They're back on the top. And uh, that's really, really cool to just um, to hear that people are talking and excited about Nintendo again. Um, and, and they very well should be because it's, it's pretty cool. Um, the switch is a great system and 3ds has been a great system for a while. And we've known that, but um, but now it's it's pretty cool to to see you know have a home console um, you know <clears throat> rising to the top again and it, and yeah it doesn't like we talked about before it, it doesn't have you know you know uh, take your breath away kind of graphics um, like a PS4 Pro or Xbox um, One X is that what it's called I forget what it's called um, but uh, so many different things that don't make sense um, but. But it doesn't matter because it's still a, a fun um, system to play, and you can take things on the go, which is which is really awesome. And I think a lot of people are really enjoying that. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, I was going to say real quick. Um, the uh, I just want to mention in the chat. I want to give a shout out to uh, Javery Jefferson, uh, who uh, gave us a little donation as well. So we truly appreciate that. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Javery. We we really appreciate that. Uh, if, if you guys have anything to say, again, please let us know in the chat as well, any thoughts on what we are discussing, and we'd be happy to read your comments on the podcast as well and, and have you guys be a part of it. Um, 
so yeah so what about you Greg what are your thoughts on the sales I actually thought it was pretty incredible um I had listened to something that already kind of talked about the data and it's actually pretty close to the Wii U lifetime sales (laughs) and this is like not even a year on the market so that is speaking volumes of the switch console to begin with and if it continues this momentum it's sure going to be passing that mark at some point early next year or mid next year or whatever so that's just so incredible i'm really happy to see that the system is doing so well it has so many great games so many more are coming and come on everybody let's make it happen go buy a switch or two (laughs) uh yeah just to correct you there quickly uh greg it's not close to the wii u yet the wii u is at just shy of of 14 million it's on pace to beat the wii u uh in in a total year uh which is awesome which is I don't remember how close it was, but I knew it was, like, quickly approaching. It was already more than half the lifetime, something like that. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's pretty amazing to see that. And I think, um, you know, Steve, you mentioned that uh, the graphics or whatever, you know, don't necessarily take your breath away, but I think – the uh, the breath that was taken away was from Breath of the Wild and the sales that came with that and how I, I just remember uh, <laughs> I just remember the hearing the initial reports of how there were more copies of the game sold than systems at one point and I was like what how, what like that is insane so I feel like that was a really really good move on Nintendo's part to launch with that game and then not only that to keep following it up with content from there. And, and now, I mean, obviously we're going to talk about Super Mario Odyssey in a little while, but I mean, it's just been a continuous stream of support, which has been awesome to see. Yeah. They, I think um, Nintendo actually put out a, a little quick video um, thing on Facebook that I noticed, I think yesterday, um, just talking about just showing, you know, logos of all the different games that has launched since, since the Switch launched um, earlier this year. And there's just so much, and we've talked about this many times, but I think that's the that's the biggest thing that that not only is it a great system, and not only does that you have a lot of benefits to be able to take it on the go, and and all these great things that we talk about, but it, there really is a great lineup, and it's been consistently coming. And so much as you know, we we've, we've discussed how you know game of the year is going to be difficult because there are so many great games that keep coming out. Um, and you know, if you get a switch there, you've already got quite the lineup, um, to get caught up on, um, if you're getting it this this holiday season. Well, this, this all proves, you know, the whole soft launch idea. Uh, you look at, look at right now, the switch has sold over 7 million. Odyssey just launched. And these numbers were up until September. So this doesn't count October. You look at this coming month, every single week, there's not only more releases, but there's big releases, you know, you've got Doom, you've got L.A. Noir, and the big third party, L.A. Noir, you've got Skyrim, you've got Rocket League, uh, you know, leading up to Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And this is the launch. This is the launch window, the real launch window. And for people who are getting a Switch now, that is like, oh, now Mario's out, now I want it. There's, there's over 40 physical titles already. There's over 200 total titles. And we're still eight months, 
You know, like, we're not even there yet. we still got a few more months to go for a full year, and the holiday hasn't technically hit yet. So Nintendo is in an amazing, amazing position as long as they can keep up the demand. Uh, one thing I do find funny is that I think it was la- in that same report was the number one selling um, console was the SNES Classic. Uh, which outsold everything, which I thought was like, wow, on top of all this great Switch success and 3DS success, there's still the SNES Classic, which outsold everything. Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show the power of, you know, Nintendo at its best, where where they're really bringing it in all areas. They they have the the retro stuff with the SNES Classic, bringing back the nostalgia. They're they're killing it with their, their new... Uh, console and everything, and and just you know for the sort of I guess you could almost call it the more uh, budget uh, area with the 3DS because they have like the 2DS which is much cheaper and stuff. So kind of for that that lower end as well. So I mean from all ends they're really bringing um, the uh, the content um, <coughs> except for perhaps things like the online services, the virtual console and that sort of thing. That might be an area where they could also get hopefully eventually, but you know at least for now they're they're doing a pretty good job of bringing lots of stuff to us, which is which has been pretty great for sure. Now I want to pose a quick question to you based off of these sales, and this is this is to everybody, um, and, and to uh, the listeners who want to chime in. Um, Reggie has gone on to state that they are going to continue support the 3DS. Uh, the 3DS uh, they look at more as an introductory system at this point, uh, and they they say they're going to plan more introductory, family-friendly, easier games, too. Uh, obviously, this this holiday, they're totally supporting it. we got Pokemon in just well, you know, two weeks or whatever, uh, and, and they've, they've had a decent year with Metroid and, and Dragon Quest and Hey Pikmin and Metopia and stuff like that. Um, but going forward, after they released that about 20% of the Switch population play it like I do, docked, and about 30% play it only in handheld, and everybody else in the middle um, plays it both, docked and handheld. Do you think Nintendo will actually, even though they've said it before, I mean, remember, they said the GBA and the DS and the the GameCube would all survive. The DS was the third pillar. The Game Boy Advance would survive, and the Game Boy Advance obviously didn't. Do you think that they will quietly sweep the, the, the 3DS under the rug next year? and focus everything on the Switch and just have the Switch be both the Wii U and the 3DS's successor? I think, I'll, I'll go ahead and jump in and, and say that I think they'll keep it around for a little bit. But I think similar to the, the Game Boy, I think um, unless they put any effort into either um, taking it to the next level or, or doing something else with it at its current um, status or, or whatever, like the, the current new 2DS and new 3DS, I think it's, it doesn't have much left in, in its life cycle um, as far as like new content. Um, I think it's a great thing. I think it'll still survive for a long time, similar to the Game Boy, um, the Game Boy Advance. Um, you know, even after they stopped producing them, they still it had, it had still some legs um, with it. But but I don't think I don't think it's got a long life uh, ahead of it basically because the the switch is just knocking it out of the water and it's going to be so much so much better um in the long run especially when they can get it even a little bit cheaper or if they do come along and do like a mini version or whatever like those rumors have been going around 
Um, then at that point, I don't think the the DS line um, stands a chance anymore um, because the the switch is so much better and so much more powerful. Um, but if they come along and say, hey, you know, we still believe in this dual screen thing, and and therefore we're going to create the next one, um, then then maybe it does. But but if if this is as far as it goes, and they're just going to try to keep putting out games, that's not going to last very much longer, I don't think. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree with Steve and say uh, that I think a little bit longer, maybe next year is sort of where it kind of truly dies out. And I think the the main reason being software support. I think they were able to have back-to-back-to-back games this year because the Wii U suffered and didn't. And in that time, rather than trying to prolong that suffering, they said, you know what, on the on, behind the scenes, we're just going to focus on a lot of stuff for Switch and have it ready but they don't want to lose that momentum because if they lose that momentum after the Wii U and then if they lose on Switch, like, I don't know what they're going to do. And so I think they're going to want to put every effort into bringing all the franchises to Switch. I mean, Pokemon's coming to Switch now. Um, so that's that was, you know, obviously handheld only for so long, but now the next mainline game is coming to Switch. And so things like that, they're really going to try to shift focus more and more to the Switch, I think. And, and you know, give it a year or two and you may see a little bit of a price drop or like a, a smaller version or something too to give it that differentiator and that sort of thing. But there's already so many iterations of the 3DS. Like, unless you do something totally new, I don't know how much more you can iterate on it. And to do something totally new means a whole slew of new software that you then have to support it with, which takes away from the Switch. So I feel like now Nintendo is just going to focus on one big thing. Yeah. Yeah, kind of that has their like a primary console now there's not really a need to have both consoles like obviously with like them having to compete with phones and plus like the xbox and the playstation i see it they more like play on their strength which has always been the handheld kind of portion of it and then they always get like the bonus of like it the switch going to the tv as like a kind of like a bonus there so i kind of think that it'll just be a matter of time before the 3ds is kind of more phased out kind of silently and quietly and then it'll just be mostly the switch i, I the way i see it but yeah yeah I, I you bring yeah you bring up a good point there greg though because they have been focusing more on mobile and in a way i mean it's not necessarily a third tier for them um i think officially but it could develop develop into another tier uh, for them, and maybe eventually they really do have like the Switch, which is the hybrid thing, and then they have the mobile games, and and that becomes their their two systems, if you will, um, over time. Um, because I think yeah, like they had a lot of third third party support over on the handhelds for a long time, and they've always you know for the most part struggled on the the console side of things, but now that they're starting to get some of that third party support on the console. Don't don't re you know try to do another handheld and try to get them back over on the on the DS side. Like keep it going to the to the to this hybrid system you made and uh, don't coach yourself short. Um, I think would be my my suggestion to Nintendo if they were actually going to listen to me. Um, but you know keep keep pouring into this because I think um, you know to they they don't and they don't have to like worry about, you know, splitting their team anymore or anything like that. They're all going on the same system. And I think that's just only going to make that better in the long run. Well, they had merged both of those, like the console and handheld, like, um, developers into, like, same teams type of thing. So 
Right. Oh, and so, I mean, yeah. yeah, and they did, but it still said they were focusing on two different things. And now, even though they're merged on the same team, if they got rid of the handheld, that, that same team would be able to focus on one thing <laughs> instead of kind of splitting. Um, I think, and so yeah. I think in, in my mind, I, we saw it, you know, in the, in the tea leaves, so to speak, um, you know, when they, when they started merging those teams, I think that was, that was writing on the wall that eventually they wanted to, to combine all efforts really into this, this kind of hybrid system that, that fits everybody's needs. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Uh, I definitely think with the uh, merging uh, was the writing on the wall. And it's a smart thing. I mean, you think about Nintendo pretty much kept the Wii U afloat, if you will, by themselves. Um, and that's not an easy thing to do. Uh, so having had the 3DS not existed, all the 3DS games were also on the Wii U. The Wii U would have been a different, a whole different beast. Um, so if they can do that with the Switch, especially with this momentum, it's going to be incredible. Uh, now, Hassan, you mentioned Pokemon. Uh, one interesting thing about Pokemon, if you look at the history of Pokemon, um, and I, I, I think this works for most examples, um, if not all, uh, every generation that has had a third game or a sequel, um, it's always come two years later. Yellow came two years later. Uh, Crystal came two years later. Emerald two years later, et cetera. Uh, Sun and Moon just came out last year. Um, the main Pokemon team is not working on Ultra Sun and Moon. It is a sub-team. It's, it's like the B team. And it's only coming out one year later. It's almost like, you know what? We got to rush. We got to rush. We got to rush. Like, you know, the 3DS doesn't have another Christmas left. And if we launch this in March or April or May, you know, on the last year of the 3DS, it's not going to do nearly as well. Let's get it by Christmas um, within a year. And I know a lot of people are, are you know, confused about Ultra Sun and Moon. They talk about how it should be on Switch instead. Uh, I remember the exact same conversation when Black 2 and White 2 happened. Why isn't this on 3DS instead? The 3DS is not selling. Why is this going to the DS? Uh, Pokemon Conquest was also part of that group as well, uh, which came out after. Uh, but but I thought when I heard that news and I thought, yeah, there's a reason. The main Pokemon team is working on Switch. This is just a rush. Not saying Ultra Sun and Moon is going to be a bad game, but it's clearly uh, a Majora's Mask kind of situation where take the engine, run with it, make something uh, to feel that, because they have no other holiday season, and this or holiday game, I mean, and, and this holiday season, they are banking on Pokemon. There's the I Choose You movie that, that's out right now. There's the new Pokemon, new 2DS XL. Uh, they are banking on Pokemon nostalgia to carry the 3DS into 2018. Uh, where it goes from there, who knows? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think definitely that's a good point. And I think, um, you know, they're, they're really trying to put in whatever effort they can in the, the 3DS um, this holiday to, to see how it goes. Um, I want to kind of move on to the, the next sort of uh, discussion that we have for tonight. So lots of uh, good sales data. We'll see where it continues. And, of course, we'll revisit it in a couple months once we have uh, the, the results for the end of the year sales and see how all that goes. Um, in the meantime, Nintendo is uh, supporting the Switch with a uh, new system update. So uh, some of the features they promised at the start are finally available like video capture. So now you hold down the capture button for like half a second to a second, and then it will basically record the last 30 seconds of gameplay only for select games for now. Breath of the Wild, Mario Kart 8, Deluxe, ARMS, and Splatoon 2, and eventually more games will be updated to have support as well. Um, 
Oh, and uh, Super Mario Odyssey, of course, that launched with uh, with support. Um, and also, data transfer is available, not data backup. The differentiator here: you cannot backup your data, but you can transfer your data from one system to another. So, if you, uh, uh, I guess, you know, the the one example would be, let's say, you have a one switch system that you're sharing, and then somebody in your family is like, you know what, I want my own switch. Rather than them having to lose all their content, they can transfer their profile and the associated save data over to the other switch. So you still have to have both systems with you and you can transfer one user with the save data to the other. Um, so limited usage, but I can see you know, some cases where that might be um, helpful. And a couple other minor little things as well. Um, USB uh, headsets um, are compatible with the switch except not for voice chat and games because that's a whole other <laughs> can of worms and you can listen to our podcast in the past for that whole you know nightmare of a thing <laughs> um which i'm using the splatoon headset now for the podcast and not actually on the switch because there's no point but anyway um i digress also um you um some usb controller support like you can use gamecube controllers on some uh games even down to the dk bongos if you wanted to um so uh so things like that that they've kind of been adding to the switch and hopefully more to come. Uh, have you guys been uh, trying out like the video capture feature at all? Yeah, yeah, I have. I, I was recording different stuff for um, Mario Odyssey, which is cool because I thought, you know, when we do our game chat or just even in a review or something like that, it'd be cool to to have different, um, you know, captures and stuff of some different scenes and everything, especially the cutscenes and everything. And it was really cool to be able to just push that down. It was like, oh, that was a really cool cutscene. Boom, done. And it's saved, and I don't have to worry about running through, you know, a capture device and, and getting on my computer or anything like that. I can just take it right then and there. Um, so it's pretty cool. Um, I haven't shared any though. Um, it, they just pretty much just stayed on my on my Switch, but on my SD card, um, which I do think it's interesting that they haven't started any um, YouTube uh, sharing because um, we all know that there's this huge deal between. YouTube and Nintendo and everybody's sharing stuff and, and the uh, rights and monetization and all that junk. Um, but they stayed it to just Facebook and Twitter, um, which I don't normally save uh, or share videos, especially gaming videos on uh, Facebook and Twitter usually. So um, I would probably normally share them to, to YouTube or, or even Twitch or something like that. But um so we'll see if, if support comes down the line, but it's pretty cool to just be able to save uh, right then and there. And I do hope that you know future games um, will will uh, incorporate incorporate that, especially even third party. Like um, that's something that I really enjoy. Um, Rocket League, like on Xbox or even and PlayStation, when I you know score a really cool goal, it's awesome just to like hit record and it's, it, it records the last you know 30 seconds or whatever. And I can share that out to you know my friends and say, wasn't this awesome? Um, this goal that I somehow pulled off, um, things like that. It, it's just fun to be able to do it, and and it's cool that that the switch has that kind of horsepower to be able to kind of constantly be recording that stuff and and be able to spit it out for you right there. Um, just just something I didn't really, I don't think I expected it to be able to do, and, and it's cool that it can. I definitely haven't given us. I definitely haven't really given it a shot yet. I didn't really think about recording anything, but now I'm certainly getting ideas, but I'm also not usually one to share that stuff to like Facebook and Twitter. It would be more whatever YouTube, maybe even something called Meverse, but we don't get that either. So 
but yeah, I I don't know. I'll probably start playing around with it as the holidays approach, and maybe get some like Skyrim clips and stuff like that when I start playing. But other than that, I don't really know too much. What else? I feel like sharing. Like, hey, watch me play this. And I don't know. I'll have to see. Yeah, you, Barry? Uh, I, I've messed around with it. I recorded a couple of videos with uh, Prodigy. Um, but you did forget uh, one more game has has a feature added. Uh, Nintendo's often forgotten about published game for the Switch, which is one two Switch. Uh, <laughs> everyone has ah. forgotten about actually has a recording feature now too. Uh, but yeah, it's a great feature. It's uh, something what? I hope third parties utilize. What's the point of recording stuff in one two Switch? <laughs> I don't know, but it's there. <laughs> like, I it. I forgot Here's me playing the ball game. <laughs> it's like how many how many balls are in the controller? That that was a very memorable moment that I have to record and share with everyone on Twitter. It was memorable, like in my hand. Like that's it's it's really cool because I really was convinced that there really are things in the controller, but I can't record that. Right. <laughs> well, you can. You just can't use your switch to do it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I guess I, it's cool to support it, but I don't expect to see, like, <laughs> trending one-two-switch videos on Twitter. <laughs> hey, you never know. Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. Oh, Stranger uh, Things yeah. is so good. It has nothing to do with Nintendo. Well, kind of. It all uh, takes place in the 80s. But... <laughs> hey, look, I didn't, I didn't mean it in that context. The fact that you took it, that's a whole new kind of word. No, it, you just have to mention it. <laughs> um, no, but I think um, so. I did hear a, um, a rumor from uh, Laura Casedale, who did a bunch of these Switch rumors before it came out, and I think she works for Kotaku UK now. Um, that they are planning on extending the 30 second recording to like one minute, two minute, and five minutes, kind of like longer time frames. They first want to get it to you know all first party titles, then sort of like the collaborations like Mario and Rabbids and then eventually third parties. And then once a lot of titles support it, they're going to extend the time frame. I'm assuming, I mean, I'm, not, I'm assuming, I'm hoping, I guess I should say that once they extend the time frame, that's when they'll allow YouTube uploads. Cause I guess right now it's like 30 seconds max. Maybe it's not really, you know, as worth sharing on YouTube per se, but uh, hopefully down the road, they bring that back. Cause that was definitely a lot of fun sharing. Um, uh, like what was it? Mario Kart, I think in, uh, on the the Wii U, yeah. right? That had the uh, YouTube sharing. Yeah. So um, yeah. they took it away from Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, so it would be nice for them to bring it back through this feature, for sure. Right, yeah. I thought one of the other updates um, with the USB stuff was funny because they didn't realize, at least it seems like, um, from interviews and stuff, that that other controllers would be able to be used, like the, like the, uh, the GameCube adapter and stuff like that. It was just kind of a... Uh, a byproduct of them enabling the USB stuff for, for other controllers. And all of a sudden, like people found out how these other ones work too. And so um, that was just kind of fun kind of thing that they, they admitted they're like, Oh, we didn't even realize this. <laughs> um, which I guess is a way of them, you know, confirming that it's not secretive, you know, the way of, you know, Smash Brothers isn't going to be coming out like next month or something like that. Um, <laughs> So I guess that's way, their way of saying, oh, no, like, it's not. Like, we promise, we, we didn't realize this was going to happen either. But but at the same time, like, that's just weird that they 
admit that they didn't realize that would happen? I'm like, did you not test it in house? That's that's just odd to me. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly that, what I was about to say. I mean, I'm a tester by trade, and there's no way you would release like a major update and not like know what kind of controllers are going to be able to work. Um, I wonder if that was more for like a publicity kind of thing, like, hey, guess what? The GameCube controllers now work fully function. I don't. It's kind of where I more saw it. I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I think it was a happy accident. Um, I I honestly think right. they probably didn't know because this is Nintendo we're talking about here. Let's, <laughs> let's not forget. Um, they they a lot of things happen on accident, and as long as they they roll with it, um, you know people were totally reading into it. Oh, Smash is coming. Oh, GameCube Virtual Console is coming. Uh, I don't necessarily think any of that's coming tomorrow, but. Um, I think they could utilize this and say, hey, we didn't plan for this, but since it does work, we could remanufacture the GameCube controller adapters and those Smash controllers, uh, maybe put, you know, Nintendo Switch on the logo or something, and now we can utilize this for Smash. Now we can utilize this for GameCube Virtual Console or anything else. Uh, who knows? Yeah, yeah I think... Um... Like Barry said, I think it was a happy accident because I, I I didn't try it myself, but I heard that some games, um, like the the buttons didn't all work in certain games. Like it wasn't like 100% compatible with everything. And I feel like if it was meant to be, then it would have been, or there was you know some way around it. I think it wasn't even in the release notes or anything. It was sort of like a day or two later. There were like videos popping up, people trying it out and, and that sort of thing. Um, so definitely something there that they must have been enabled through some sort of testing and maybe they forgot to turn it off or what, but, you know, it's out there now. And they don't plan to turn it off either. Well, I think it's because yeah. the GameCube controller is one less trigger button and that's where it's not 100% compatibility because you can't map a ZL button to a non-ZL. So, Isn't it uh-huh. amazing that that stupid decision back then is still haunting them in a way? <laughs> It is so I, I don't think I realized how weird it was until now on like why was there only one button? That why why was yeah. Some third party controllers, I think like Nyko did put one and it was like programmable, you can make it whatever you wanted it to be. But I don't know why they never added that extra shoulder yeah. button. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I, I don't know, it seems like the USB um headset support I don't know if, if they didn't really publicize that either, did they? So it kind of seems like that was kind of a happy accident as well, um, because I didn't see that in the release notes. Right. Yeah, definitely a decent amount of the stuff that, that I guess wasn't uh, in the release notes. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure, you know, what they're, they're planning with, with all of that, but uh, I guess we'll see coming up in the future for sure. Um so that is the recent system update for the Nintendo Switch. So if you have not updated your system, go do so. Uh, the update came out a couple weeks ago, so hopefully you've been playing your Switch enough that it has uh, been updated. Uh, but uh, one of the other things that happened recently was Nintendo held a special uh, direct for the Animal Crossing mobile game. You know, we've been known for a while that there was going to be an Animal Crossing mobile game. They finally unveiled it. It is Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. And essentially, you know, typically their mobile games were meant to be sort of a gateway to, you know, something else, like a full experience in, uh, on a Nintendo console. 
this Animal Crossing game seems like it's a little bit more fully featured than I was expecting, um, to be honest. But it definitely, you know, not has doesn't have all the the bells and whistles, so to speak, of a uh, nah. full, full featured Animal Crossing game. I'm on a roll tonight. With these, these you, don't you mean bells and and tokens or tickets? The Nook ticket. <laughs> It just it just didn't flow as well. I, yeah. I thought about it, but I was like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So basically, essentially, you're you take on the role of being a campsite manager, and so you have your own little campsite, uh, and you can sort of you know design it with different furniture and different things. And you can craft furniture, um, so you um, get these uh, you know the pieces that you need. You can craft the furniture. Uh, you can have uh, different animals that you can go up to and help them fish or uh, catch bugs or do different things, you know, um, to, to earn bells and, and craft materials. Um, and you can also visit your friends' campsites and everything as well. Not like directly online, like playing together at the same time, but more of like a Mitomo kind of a thing where, you know, you can just pop in and see their sort of uh, uh, campsite. Uh, and as you, you know, become friends with certain animals, they'll come visit your, your campsite and, and stay around, just like, you know, your normal Animal Crossing game. Uh, the, the big, you know, takeaway with this is since this is a mobile game, you know, if you are building certain things in the game, you can either wait like two days for something to be built, or if you want it right now, you can spend leaf tickets. Now, you can get leaf tickets in the game, but if you want even more lease tickets, then of course you're going to have to spend some, some real money uh, and not just some fake bells. Uh, so that's kind of where they're bringing in the mobile aspect into this game. So that being said, since it's got your classic Animal Crossing style mixed in with your, your free-to-play free style, because this is a free game to download, what are your thoughts on this Animal Crossing experience? Well, I, I know Barry is just going to love all the microtransactions, so I'm just going to jump in there and say I don't like them because I, I need to like come on the opposite side of, of Barry's love for microtransactions. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's universal. We all like that. It's just going to eat so much money um, from a lot of people, and and I think because of that, I, I probably won't get into it nearly as much as I would a normal Animal Crossing game. Um, you know, I'll, I'll play around with it. I'll, I'll try it out and stuff. But yeah, it's just not. It's not that too, like really exciting for me. Um, I think the it, it'd be fun for a few hours, um, and and maybe it, it might be something that you know if I'm on a trip or or something that for whatever reason I don't have my switch or maybe my battery my switch dies or something, but I still have um, you know my phone battery or something. Maybe I'll try it out a little more. Um, what we don't know is if it requires internet access all the time. I'm assuming it probably will, and therefore, that there goes uh, the times that I normally play um, Animal Crossing, like on a plane or something. Um, you know, I, I was I'd, I'd spend hours on a plane, um, you know, playing on you know 3ds or whatever. Um, but if, if they require internet access, um, I'm probably going to be able to do that, and so. I don't know. I'm mean, gonna have like maybe, you know, a few hours in the very beginning, and then maybe it might be one of those things that I that I pull it out for five minutes every once in a while, and and see what's going on, and uh, and then put it back away because I just don't have the patience to to build up everything on my own anymore, and I really don't want to spend a ton of money on a Animal Crossing uh, mobile game. 
Yeah. Yeah. A, it does require internet access, by the way. Of course it does. <laughs> yep. And based on what I read is basically, I think those tickets are basically used just to like speed things up. So if you didn't want to like wait whatever eight hours of like real time, then you could spend like a ticket or two tickets or whatever. And it'll just like, okay, I'll build it right away. So that's like kind of where I got it we used for that type of thing. So I don't think there's any requirement to use them, but obviously they might like have like new limited items where you only they only could be purchased with tickets or something like that too. So um what made it really think about it is it kind of compares to the Simpsons tapped out mobile game where it was like you had a currency like donuts and then it was used to either purchase items or make speed up like buildings and make sure everything happens in a very like matter of seconds instead of like hours or potentially even days at a time. But I don't know, not really into the animal crossing thing to begin with. So I'm probably going to be passing on it anyways. And I, mean, I know fire emblem heroes has microtransactions, but I haven't really dove too much into that. I've just been using the free currency as is. So. Not sure. What about you, Barry? I just I just really wanted them to open this direct with a video that just shows Rusty and, and then have Tom Nook come behind him, take a bug net and just capture him and throw him back like, nope, you had your time in the spotlight, Rusty. Now I am finally the king of taking people's money again because that's what I've always been doing, but it's always been game money. Now I'm taking real money. Uh, you know, Nook has graduated he has graduated from that I need game currency to I am now going to nickel and dime you and get your real money. Uh, so I'm proud of my boy Nook. I mean, he's definitely done that. But as for my transactions, nope, done. Um, will I will I download the game? Possibly. Um, will I mess around with it? Possibly. Will I tell it to build something that's going to take eight hours and then probably not open up that app for another 32 days or something like that? Most likely. Um, you know, like, it's... It's nothing like Fire Emblem Heroes got me. I played through the story. I stopped. Super Mario Run got me. I bought it. I played through everything. When the DLC came out, I, I played through everything again. I 100%ed it. I'm, you know, I put it down. You know, and, and now it's just like, do I really? Like, I don't care enough about the mobile games. It's not targeted towards me. It's targeted to bring people who have never played Animal Crossing into that world. Um, you know, and, and I, I've been there since the beginning. So to me, it's not targeted to me. It looks fun. It looks like fun. It looks like a, a blast for kids. Um, but it's just that it's a gateway. If anything, it's just a sign that next year, probably next holiday, there will be Animal Crossing for the Switch, which I know Hassan has been dying for as well as other people. Um, and I hope so. I hope it's on Amiibo Festival too. Um, but you know, happy home designer too. Yeah, happy, yeah, don't don't do that to me. Don't, don't <laughs> even put that out in the universe, please don't. Could, could you imagine E3? Reggie walks out. We've heard you. We've heard you. We are combining the 3DS and we are combining our home console into one. Happy home designer and Amiibo festival together. You know, like, Pack, like yeah, packaged together for a new low price of 59.99. There's so many things oh, in that statement that are just ridiculous. Like, especially Reggie walking out at E3. Like, that doesn't well, I mean, honestly, <laughs> on the video and the, the digital. No, this, this time 
they're going to hold a press conference just for <laughs> just the Crossing. You thought it was crazy for Nintendo Land or whatever. Now oh, we have real fireworks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, First man. we brought you the Wii Music disaster. <laughs> then the Nintendo Land fireworks fizzle out. Now we're bringing you Animal Crossing 2-pack for the Switch. <laughs> oh, I get fireworks there, too. Yeah. Yeah. But they won't be <laughs> Nintendo Land fireworks. And balloons. And everybody gets a slingshot. Oh, there you go. Yeah, the, uh, so with this game, uh, and before I uh, get into it real quick, I just want to give a shout-out to Essay, who's in the chat as well, and Mike. A shout-out to uh, to them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, this game this game reminds me a lot of uh, this game called Power Rangers Legacy Wars uh, for, for, um, for the smartphones as well. And it's a game that, like, I really want to get into, but it, it, I keep losing interest because of the whole mobile tendency tendencies where you only have these four slots available. And after you win a game online, you get what's called a morph box and it fills up one of your four slots. And so you get it. You're like, Oh cool. I'm going to unlock some stuff. Just tap to unlock and you tap it. And then it says there's a countdown timer for eight hours or 16 hours. And I'm like, Oh great. So I play like four or five battles. I get my little slot filled and I'm now I have to wait however many hours for them all to unlock or I can spend a little bit of in-game currency, which I can also spend real money to buy that currency, and unlock it right away to have more slots to continue playing the game. So it's exactly like how this Animal Crossing game is, and it makes me, you know, just basically realize that there's only going to be so much you can do with the in-game leap tickets before you literally can't play anymore. Because then, like, you're just stuck. Or whatever slots, so to speak, will be filled up, and you have to wait. And so that's the thing that, like, yeah, you know, it's there to kind of pace things out or whatever, but I'm just going to lose interest in it. Like, I love Animal Crossing, but that just, I don't know. Like, I like the fact that they're, they're, it's a lot more fully featured than I was expecting, but those mobile tendencies are going to be hard. But, but you know, what, um, what Barry said, I mean, it's the gateway. And I think I've seen a lot of people online that are more casual gamers that are, like, excited about it. Some people, you know, download it or creating Australian accounts to download it, uh, uh, from there, because it is out for those in Australia, by the way. So if you want to play it now, if you're in Australia, you can play the game now. For everybody else, it comes out late this month. Um, so, you know, I think that's perfect. And if they do not release a mainline Animal Crossing game on Switch next year, Nintendo is really failing at that one, because that this is the perfect opportunity for it. And honestly, I would be confused as to why they're doing it if, it, if that's not their reason. Because it really is no, perfect. It, it has to be. They did it with Fire Emblem. They did it with Mario. You think about it. Super Mario Run came out last year. Odyssey's this year. Fire Emblem Heroes was this year. We got Fire Emblem Warriors and a new Fire Emblem coming next year. So that's the and we also had Echoes that was announced with it too. Yeah, that Echoes. Was Valencia. Well. Uh, they they if you want to look at it, they did Mitomo last year and they did Mitopia this year uh, for the 3DS. So even that had a little bit of a gateway. So Nintendo's not just putting these games out there without a reason. There has to be a reason for it. Uh, as for what you're talking about with that that model, uh, the, the Power Rangers model, uh, I actually hadn't seen that before until uh, semi-Nintendo related. There was a Sonic, and there is, a Sonic Forces mobile game that just came out uh, two days ago or something like that uh, that I did download. I'm like, oh, let me just see what this is like. Uh, and it used that model, except instead of, Spending money, you could spend money or you could just watch an ad uh, to make the box instantly open, uh, which I thought was kind of neat. 
Uh, and I was like, oh, I'm totally going to watch this ad, like hit it and like not pay attention. And then I realized some of these ads were interactive. I'm like, oh, no, no. You know, so that, that game's done. Get smart. Uh, I, yeah, smart. <laughs> but but it's, it, is, yep. it, it is an interesting model. And, again, there's only four slots and stuff like that. Um, Pokemon Duel did that, too, with, with slots. There were three slots for that um, to open up chests. Um, but you could pay to have a fourth slot. Um, I was like, yeah, no, not happening. So it is an interesting uh, model. But I think Animal Crossing is a little bit different. I don't think you're going to need to use Leaf tickets. I think it's going to be like Fire Emblem Heroes where you can play the whole game. Uh, and Duel is the same way. You can play the whole game without actually spending money. Um, but people are impatient, and they will most likely say, I want it now. I want that virtual swimming pool for my animal friends to come swim in right now. 50 bucks. Here you go, Nintendo. You know, and, and I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, Super Mario Run was a failure because it was a buy right away, and I thought that was their best game, where Fire Emblem Heroes, uh, you know, had microtransactions and has mm-hmm. made the most money for them. That's just because yeah. it follows the main mobile formula. I mean, a lot of the games are now are like free-to-play, and then you can buy currency to do whatever you whatever it is in the game, and then like it just either makes things faster or you get extra content it's been like the pay-to-play type models that have been popular on mobile right yeah no i mean definitely nintendo's embracing the mobile model and uh you know i'm sure profit wise it'll be good for them but uh you know i honestly if this is if this is what it takes to get us that mainline animal crossing game on switch fine nintendo do it i just i just want my animal crossing game next year you know what's you know what's uh, what's gonna pain me is when they do Legend of Zelda Mobile, and if you remember in the original Zelda game, there were no arrows. You had every time you fired the the bow, you actually cost a rupee. So if you had a full stack of rupees, you had a full stack of arrows. <laughs> it's gonna start doing dollars. Like, oh, you need to kill Goma? Well, you better not miss because each one is an actual dollar that you are spending to fire the bow and arrow. And that will be the first Zelda game I won't touch. <laughs> oh man, that'd be crazy. You know, I don't, I don't fault obviously Nintendo for trying to make money. This is this is a great thing for them if they can make a lot of money. Here's the thing: um, they better be using that money wisely. Like all that money you're making off Fire Emblem Warriors, why don't you shovel it over to a better online system for your Switch? Heroes, not Warriors. Oh, uh, whatever. Um, I'm not a huge fire. All the fire fans from our show just shot me. Animal Crossing New Leaf, um, Amiibo Festival, whatever. Yeah, no, whatever. <laughs> it's you're all animals walking around like crazy, you know, shooting balloons and catching fish and firing emblems. Um but <laughs> But, but, but yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the biggest thing. I mean, if, if, if they use this money to actually make their systems better and everything, that'd be awesome. So, I mean, keep shoveling out microtransactions all you want, um, as long as you use that money to, to make your, you know, your true fans, I think, happy. I think one of the things that I would be, I would love is if they put a whole lot of money into a, a better online system. And so when we start paying for that, it better be better. You just brought up something. 
about Animal Crossing too, the the the, uh, the mobile game. I don't know if you noticed this in the direct, but they showed fishing, and they're like, oh well, we need three of this fish, and they fish, and it's like, oh here's a horse macro. All right, this time, oh another horse macro. Like all I'm getting is crap. Well, let me go spend real money to get a fishing net, and I'm probably just going to get more horse macro. Oh look, I got everything I need and all good stuff. So you could do it the slow way and get literal crap, or you could spend money and get good Buy stuff. Buy the golden tools that are in Animal Crossing, right? So Yeah. There you go. They're golden there because you go. you're, you're spending your real money from those things. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, the uh, so we'll see, you know, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. If uh, you're in Australia, you can play it right now and let us know how it is. Otherwise, um we'll we'll have some more thoughts in the in the future but i want to get on to the uh the the true you know console gaming experience although a semi portable hybrid whatever you want to call it the true experience here with mario which is uh with super mario odyssey so i got kathy right here and uh let's talk about this game so first of all before we jump in i want to say anybody listening no spoilers. We're not going to be spoiling anything for you, so don't worry. We're just going to talk in general. I think at some point we'll probably have a game chat on our channel, which I assume we'll get into more details and spoilers and that kind of thing. Um, you know, but for this podcast, I just want to give general impressions and thoughts and that sort of thing. So first, how far are you guys in the game? Not very. I was holding out um, for a, a review copy, and I finally. Um, realized I was only going to get one. And so um, I'm actually like a week behind uh, almost everybody else that, that put it up like on, they got it on release day. And so I am, I'm not as far along. Um, and I, I kind of try to take my time each with each of them. Cause I think that's the, the hardest thing with, with the more open world kind of Mario games is like, I want to collect everything I can before I move on to the next thing. And so it's kind of slowed me down a little bit. It was the same thing that happened in, in Breath of the Wild as well. And so uh, I think I'm, like, in the third world, um, like, wooded area or something like that. Um, so not very not very far along, um, far from, you know, 100% completion for sure. Um, but enough to, to be having a lot of fun and realizing that this is, this is definitely one of the best um, 3D Mario games. And, and I've been having a blast with it. On my... Uh ride home on the train today i did beat the final boss i won't spoil who it is in case you don't know but uh yeah i beat him on my ride home and already on to the first oh, piece of bone but <laughs> yeah it's like i don't know at least 20 30 hours in something like that i don't know i've been playing it a lot what about you barry uh i unlike steve i i couldn't contain myself and the, the child in me uh, came out, so I have got all 100, uh, 880 moons and bought the additional to get 999. I've completed everything in the game, and uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, like who the final boss gender is, Greg. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, uh, it, it's one of those things where I felt like I was back in eighth grade again playing Mario 64 uh, when when Mario 64 came out with the N64 and I had a smile on my face the entire freaking time 
So I, I don't know how long I played. I know like last time I checked my Switch, it's like first played eight days ago. I don't know if it's finally updated. Uh, if any of you have your Switch handy, you could tell me how long I played. I'm going to say I probably put in 60 plus hours easy, maybe maybe 80 plus hours. Uh, and the entire time I had fun with a few exceptions like the jump rope and and a few of the more difficult challenges, so it was a little bit frustrating, but it was never bad frustrating. It was like my, my knuckles started sweating and stuff, and it was like, the, can I can I do it? And all I could think about was TikTok clock as a kid, like, oh, man, like, this is it again. Uh, and it was great. It was just the only other game this year, uh, even in the past few years, that has made me feel like that was Breath of the Wild. Uh, so this was, it, it's truly something that needs to be played. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed it. I don't know when I'm going to go back to it now because – there's no DLC planned, and I'm I'm kind of done, which is sad. But I'm also glad because I can move on. There's a lot of games coming out this month for the Switch, so it's one less thing to worry about. But I am interested to hear other people's, you know, take on it. And I, I don't want to spoil things here. Right. Yeah, and I I beat the story a couple of days ago, um, and then uh, explored a little bit of some post-game content, but uh, then my wife has been kind of playing through it so she can get through the story. So, um, yeah, I mean, this game is a lot of fun. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the big new thing is it is sort of open world and it really encourages you to explore all around and find every little thing. And I think at first, I will say at the very beginning of the game, I was a little taken aback at just how easy everything kind of felt and I was like okay I'm finding a moon like every five seconds and there's purple coins everywhere like it's kind of like this is like this is just really easy and straightforward and like you know but as it kind of continued a little bit pretty pretty soon I was kind of like you know what two things one it can get challenging at certain points if you especially if you try and do get every little thing and as the game progresses there are some you know, some parts of the game where I had to replay certain levels multiple times, and, um, it, you know, it does get pretty challenging, and I haven't really gotten into post-game content, but I hear that's even more challenging. Um, but then also, too, I kind of like the fact that now that there is stuff all over the place, because every little, you know, corner that you're turning, you're, you, you don't feel like you wasted the energy to go down this corner and go down this little pathway to find nothing because there's usually something there. There's like, I haven't found a place in the game. I don't think that I like tried to explore down and didn't find anything there. Like there's always usually something. Um, and uh, so I think that's, what's really been cool about this game is they've really put in stuff all over and really encourage you to explore. And, and it's just so much fun. There's just so much variety in it too. It's, uh, really exciting to experience. That's cool. It's good to hear about the the difficulty level because I I did think it was a little easy um, <clears throat> in the beginning, but I did notice. I mean, I think they they're still making it so like rather accessible for for other people, and so yeah, I think you can really at least so far like the the short amount of time like about eight hours, six or seven eight eight hours that I put into it, um, that it seems like <clears throat> that you you could probably get through the main game. And, and not be like super challenged, but if you want to get everything in the game, that's when the the challenges really start happening. And and you know not just not anyone can can really you know hundred percent the game. That's when when it starts getting really a lot. And that, and that was the biggest thing because I remember 
I think the one of the very first areas I was like, yeah, I've got, I've, I've surely I've gotten all the moons in this area. And I go to a little menu, I'm like, how were there like nine that I missed? Where are they? And so um, that that was already challenging, which was just kind of cool to like see that it, I thought it was going to be a really easy game, and then. I was confronted with the fact that, oh, no, this this is going to be challenging. It's going to be require me to replay these levels several times to to really find every little nook and cranny and and then be able to accomplish the the tasks that I needed to to get those extra moons and, and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a lot of extra moons uh, that will figure this. You will have to go back. Even if you try to 100% as you go, you will definitely have to go back. Uh, one thing I love... Uh, about Mario Sunshine going back uh, were the challenge levels where you didn't have flood. Uh, I thought those were really interesting and really changed up the game because the whole time you had that crutch that was flood, and now you didn't. And this game is the same because you have Cappy. Cappy is a crutch. You can do some amazing jumps and tricks and save yourself. And there are there are the Scarecrow. If you find the Scarecrow, which is not a spoiler, um, and there are Scarecrow rooms and challenges that are just like Sunshine, where you don't have Cappy, and you really have to figure out how to do some of these without that crutch. And sometimes it involves, you know, there was one where I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm totally going to capture this enemy, and I go to capture him, like, oh, you can't now. i got to figure out how to do it without capturing. Uh, and, and I will say for difficulty, definitely uh, going for everything, there are some difficult challenges. Definitely post-game, there are more difficult challenges, and this isn't really a spoiler. Um, because if you played any other 3D Mario game, uh, 3D Land, 3D World, uh, Galaxy 2, there's a Champions Road type level, that that final level, and and this game has one, and it's it's up there in difficulty. It, it's not as difficult as, as say like 3D World, uh, in my opinion, but I must have spent oh a good several hours on it simply because of like one or two sections gave me problems and there's no practice there's no checkpoints so if you fail a section you're back at the beginning so like i got really good at the beginning sections of this level because i was like oh yeah i'm done with doing this you know 100 times but you're you're you miss a jump or you you something happens down the road you're back to the beginning um but that i thought that was good that they added that they had that extra little challenge uh for you to do uh and the fact that they allow you to buy moons um post game this is technically post game but um, it's not really a much of a secret that you could just buy moons uh, because to access everything you need at least 500 moons. Uh, so if, if you're somehow having problems, they allow the player to say, hey, you could just buy moons and, and see all the rest of the content. Although I'm not sure what you're going to do on that final level if you need to buy the moons to get to 500 because it's that tough. Um, but it, it's nice that they actually do throw that, that crutch to, to players, uh, at least in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of options there, and I, you know, I like the variety of things in the uh, the chat room. Uh, uh, they're all talking about some of their their favorite um, kingdoms, and uh, I don't want to say much because mm, these could potentially be spoilers. Uh, one of them, uh, Steve Desmarai said, is a Cascade Kingdom. That's like pretty early on. Um, but uh, the uh, Mike also mentioned uh, that he is number one on. Uh, one of these little things, I'm, all I'll say is there are at least a couple um, challenges that you can do in, in certain um, places in the game 
where you can actually, it's like a little tiny mini game in a way, and then you can upload your score and compare online with others. And so there's definitely one of them that I saw in particular. And you know what, I got to try and do better and, and beat some other people's scores. And, uh, and then I kind of moved on after that. But uh, uh, I kind of like that little, you know, the little bit of uh, uh, like a little competitive mini game to kind of screw in there as well. It's, it's a lot of fun to have those little distractions in the game. And it really adds something more to the, the overall experience, I think. At least a hat tip for me for the person that has the high score in the Metro Kingdom game because <laughs> I checked that out and that's very absurd to me. <laughs> Definitely won't be going after that one. Yeah, I feel like they must have like had like a a robot or something like pre-programmed to push buttons at a certain time or something for for some of those games. Hmm. It did, yeah, because uh, uh, I finally played. I think one of them so far is the one where you in the the desert one where you have to run around in a circle, uh, like the invisible circle or something like that. Is that one of them that you can compete in? No, I don't think so. At least. Okay. There's like a little scoreboard thing. The first one that I came across is in the Metro Kingdom, at least. I could have missed one in one of the earlier ones. but No, the first one you come across is the Metro Kingdom, but there there's two actually you come across. But there are later... Uh, well, yeah, there's ones, in the, ones after that are, one, yeah. Yeah, there, there are some more that, that happen. And, and now, now uh, you know... Now that you're saying that, Mike, I might have to boot it up now and just take it down. So the um, yeah, so there's there's a lot to do um, in the game for sure, and um, I think the cool thing about it as well is there's so many like you have a lot of the classic moves that you could do in 3D Mario games, and then with the addition of Cabby, you can take it to a whole new level. And I've I've sort of seen like all sorts of crazy combinations of jumps and throws and diving and jumping off of Cappy. And like, it's, it gets pretty crazy to like mess around with it and see, you know, the types of moves that you can do in the game. And uh, yeah, I mean, I like the, the freedom that you kind of have with, with all the controls for sure. Definitely. So what controller, by the way, did you guys, what configuration did you typically play with? Like I did the switch joy cons pretty much the whole time. I've only played with Pro Controller. Um, I was planning on doing that the whole time, and then it's like, oh yeah, you can have extra controls and stuff with the with the Joy Cons, and then I was like, mm, but my Switch is all the way across the room, and I don't feel like getting up and taking the Joy Cons off. So I continued to play with the the Pro Controller, and then I realized that a lot of the moves can be pulled off um, with the Pro Controller just a little differently, and um, and so I just I just kept playing with with the Pro. I've just been playing in handheld mode as expected. Um, Joy Cons attached, not tabletop mode. I haven't been able to figure out some of the advanced techniques, but I've definitely gotten by without them. Yeah, I've I've been doing uh, good news for you, Steve. I did the whole game with Pro Controller, um, so it's completely doable. There are a few moons that require the spinning technique, which requires shaking uh, while moving, so it's like you know, like, come on. Uh, and I somehow managed to do it. Uh, there were a few moons that I sat there and I'm like, well, you know, the motion controls aren't forced, but there were a few moons that you need motion controls. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, why can't this, why isn't this working? I know what to do. I'm just missing it. Why am I just missing it? Racking my brain. And to the point that I'm finally like, you know what? I'm looking up. I spent 20 minutes. And it's like, 
oh, yeah, you need to shake to get a higher jump or shake to get an extra boost. I'm like, what? Like, really? Yeah. I never do. Like, I just felt so cheated at those moments. Like, come on. Yeah. That shouldn't yeah. be required. <laughs> I do, like, like some I – and mean, we can talk more about it later, like, in the game, so I don't want to dive too much into this, um, some of these details, but – one of the things that, that I was kind of um, turned off by, I think, in the beginning was I think they kept the on-screen controls on the screen too much at times. I'm like, get off. I got it. I know I'm supposed to do, like, hit the B button to jump, move away, like, so I can see the rest of the screen. Um, but at times, I, then I, I, at other times, I was thankful that they left them on there because I didn't read it when it first came on. And I, you know, should have known that I could have shaken the controller to get higher on, you know, with the, I forget what they're called, but the, the things that you can take over that you stretch and then you, yeah. if you shake, you go even higher with it. And I was grateful that it stayed on the screen longer because I needed that lot much longer to actually read the screen um, and to see that I can, I could reach some of that other stuff. So I, I have mixed feelings toward the uh, on-screen um, video control things. Well, yeah, it's very difficult. If, like, you just let, let it sit there for, like, whatever, three or four seconds, it, like, pops right on the screen, too. So there's a couple areas where, like, you're in the process of, like, navigating through and you're waiting for, like, an enemy to be in a certain spot or whatever. And then it's just like, no, don't come on and tell me how to beat beat it. And, like, I know how the controls work. You don't have to tell me. It's just kind of stupid right. at times. It's kind of like yeah. the signpost. You know, they tell you what to do uh, at the beginning, and then they appear later on. And it's like, no, no, I don't need yeah. to know how to, how to butt stomp again. You know, I know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The ground pound was the worst. I'm like, I know how to do this by now. Oh, we've been doing <laughs> the ground pound since, like, uh, Mario 64, like, for many, yeah. many years. You know, like, come on. <laughs> but uh, no. Yeah, Same thing with the long know, jump. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's always, like, classic <clears throat> moves that by now should be perfected i think uh I will steve does oh go ahead i was gonna say i will say this one thing i did notice and this is a kind of knock on it uh not big uh an inconsistency with the controls uh, i did notice occasionally there were times where you know uh yeah that's that's kind of spoiler but like trying to do a jump and you're doing it 99 out of 100 times but that 100th time it should have worked but it didn't like you just didn't get an extra little uh momentum uh and one thing that has always bugged me since mario 64 and i understood it because of the lack of buttons was the butt stomp crouch long jump all using z and i didn't really have as many problems until this game because there's all those fancy things you can do in in the air where you could throw cappy in you know long jumping and then jump on and dive on top of him and all that stuff and so many times while trying to do it, especially in critical positions, it would butt stop me down. I'm like, no, you know, like, because it's the same button. Like, why? Why is it, you know, I know these moves because they're ingrained in me, but occasionally it would happen. I'm like, why didn't they map this to a different button now? This, this, all this extra button, you know, why didn't we, we switch these two things up? Because if you're not careful, that will mess you up. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. Um... So Steve Desmarais in the chat says split Joy Cons, no straps, because I'm a rebel. So that's uh, that's how he's uh, he's playing <laughs> the game. Uh, and then uh, shout out to Retrovisions um, for uh, for joining as well. Um, so 
think that's going to kind of wrap up sort of our initial thoughts on Super Mario Odyssey. Obviously, as you can see, there's a lot to do in this game, and, and uh, um, definitely really fun. We've just sort of just barely delved into it because there's just so much there. So um, if you want to hear more about the game, then, then definitely subscribe to uh, our YouTube channel and then keep an eye out for our future game chats on Super Mario Odyssey where you can uh, – uh, hear even more about it as well. So uh, if you have a Nintendo Switch, get Super Mario Odyssey. If you don't have a Nintendo Switch, get Super Mario Odyssey and the Switch and join the fun uh, this holiday season. There's a great new bundle that's available with red Joy-Cons. And the red Joy-Cons, I did import them separately from Japan. I got to say, they might be some of my favorite pair of Joy-Cons. I love blue. It's my favorite color. But these red ones are so fantastic. Like, the neon ones are cool, but these are, like, these look really, really nice. And if you do want to import them on Amazon Japan, shipping and everything included, it's literally $5 more than the retail cost. So it's really basically the same thing if you wanted to import as well. So just just throwing that out there as well. Um, <laughs> just an FYI to, about that bundle, though, that, 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 that Switch bundle. It is a digital copy of the game, and they did not give you that physical copy, which, which, oh, just that nice, just twist. Come on. So if you are interested in it and you do like physical like me, uh, get them separately. Don't be disappointed. Barry, you'll be happy to know that uh, I, I I purchased my second physical game. I bought I bought Mario Odyssey in the physical copy instead of getting the digital. So, so well, you'll be I'm happy about that. Steve, Steve, you have hit your second, and I just hit my, like, 40 seconds. <laughs> I'm running out of space on my SD card now, though. So, you know, I, actually had, I actually had two physical games, but one of them's not Odyssey. Dun, dun, dun. See, you yeah, got to support well. physical, and it's then you get stuff like this. You know, you get stuff like this physically, uh, you know, if you support physical. And then it's there forever. My switch really on. Until the game requires an update and the update is no longer available to be downloaded. Yeah, we could go on and on. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, look at time. They're doing. Thank you. Oh, man. The can has been opened. <laughs> let's, let's, let's put the, the, the lid back on the container for now and, uh, and continue on. Um, shout out to uh, Jaster, the Knight of Darkness. Um, I think uh, we need to contain the darkness with uh, the, the talk that we just sort of mentioned there. And uh, we'll kind of let's get into our, our last main topic for, for tonight, which is what's coming up for the Switch for the holidays, right? So um, because the next podcast, uh, for those that don't know, our December podcast is usually it's a game of the year episode. So basically we're all going to have our game of the year picks. And next time we'll talk about how we're going to organize it and all that stuff. And we'll crown our Nintendo Fuse Game of the Year, and uh, so that will be the sole focus of the episode next week, and it's so much fun, so definitely uh, you don't want to miss that one. Um, that will be so, on... I want to know if Steve is going to do the Amiibo Challenge again. You know, will that no, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get uh, Bayonetta for a third time in a row. <laughs> 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 yeah, there we go. Bayonetta Game of the Year confirmed. Um... <laughs> So that will be on December 4th, by the way. So the first Monday night of every month we do the podcast. So theme of the year episode is that. So in the meantime, I want to look ahead at the holidays, what's coming out this month, next month, 
and talk about what we're looking forward to. So I'm just going to run through a couple titles, and I'm sure I'm not covering all of it because there's a lot of games uh, that have been releasing on the Switch and will be coming. <coughs> but essentially, Sonic Forces comes out tomorrow. We have Doom on the 10th. Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2 comes out on November 14th. Skyrim on November 17th. Uh, we have Rhyme on November 17th. December 1st is Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Runner 3 is slated for the fall. I'm going off of this, this one website, so I don't know if all these things are completely true. Uh, Rocket League, I know, got a release date of November 14th, 14th. right? Okay. Yeah, 14th. Oh, yeah, very, very close. Um, what else? Okay, this list is really long. Uh, so let's just kind of, you know, if there's certain games that you all are looking forward to as well. We can sort of mention it as we, we go through each of us. I know for me personally, uh, I'm going to be continuing with Odyssey, but Rocket League. Uh, definitely excited about that. Um, I might actually get Uno this week because apparently it just came out on the eShop in Australia, so I assume it might be coming out in other countries this week, or if not, I'll just get it from the Australian eShop or something because Uno is pretty fun. Um, and I don't think there's anything else major. If Runner 3 is coming out this year still, then I'll probably get that. Um, Doom is a maybe. Um but otherwise, I think that might be it for me. Um, because then we'll also have the Zelda DLC to play this year. Because that is still coming out at some point. They reconfirmed sometime this year. So uh, we'll see with that. But um, what games are you guys looking forward to for the remainder of the year? Uh, Rocket League. Yeah, I'm pretty much going to be playing that. And I'll probably go back eventually to, to, to Zelda as well. Um, but, yeah, Rocket League is like what I'll be playing a lot of. Um, and then I do have, uh, hopefully going to get the re- review copy for Doom. I'm not that excited about it. Um, I think it's going to be fun to, to have on the Switch. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't want, well, let's put it this way. If we get the review copy, cool, I'll play it and I'll review it. Um, but if not, I probably won't buy it. Um, and then um, Lego Marvel is the other game that I'm really excited about. I'm a huge Lego game fan, and I'm a huge Marvel fan. And so um, the first one was was great. Um, I know the second one's going to be really cool, too. And um, so, yeah, it's, that's probably going to be one of those games that, I, that I'll get. And, and maybe I won't play, like, the entire thing um, right at the – you know, right at the front, but I'll probably kind of keep going back to it over and over again and, and play it as I travel and stuff like that. And eventually, you know, you know, three or four years down the road, I'll eventually 100% it because um, that's just what you can do with those Lego games. Um, and and they're always hilarious. I love the the cutscenes and everything that they put together. Um, they're just they're just really funny. So um, that's that's probably about it, really. Um, I got Monopoly the other day to review. Um, I like Monopoly. We'll see how it is on the Switch, but yeah. Is it is it just as accessible to like just like how you just lay out a Monopoly board game? Can you just put a Switch tabletop mode and just play like that? I mean, do you do you foresee people it, doing that it, instead it, of the board game? I, I guess they could, um, but it's a lot smaller than the board game, so <laughs> I don't really know. Um, but I, I guess you could. We'll see if I go to like gaming events and see if like people popping out more uh, Monopoly. I yeah, I actually don't know if it really sell that well. I don't I don't really perceive games like that selling very well. 
Um, but we'll see. After I get some time with it, I'll I'll tell you if it's good or not. But um, but I imagine it's just going to be a lot of like the you know Monopoly video games before it. Gotcha. What about you, Greg? The main one on my radar is Skyrim. I'm really hoping to get the review copy, but if I don't, then I'll have to pick it up. But I'll have to see where that goes. I still haven't gotten Fire Emblem Warriors, so that's still on my holiday list. So I missed out on the review copy, as in Steve got the didn't get Odyssey either. So that was on like the same communication thing. So another one I'll be picking up soon to play for the holiday season. That'll probably cap me out through the rest of the year. Still got to play SteamWorld Dig 2 and um, Zelda DLC. So plenty of stuff to go around. Gotcha. What about you, Barry? Uh, for me, uh, Sonic Forces tomorrow. I actually got my shipping confirmation, so I will be hopefully some time tomorrow to put some uh, effort into that. Uh, Skyrim, I'm looking forward to. Uh, L.A. Noir. Uh, while I probably won't play Doom, I'm still going to be getting it to support Bethesda. I want to support third parties. I want third parties to come out. Uh, Resident Evil Revelations. Uh, I played half of the first one, and I really enjoyed it. So uh, that's coming out this month. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is my big one. That's that for sure. Uh, we'll be uh, ready to go. Uh, also, uh, on the 3DS, even though it's not dead, uh, Mario Party's the top 100 is, is this week. Uh, I think the 10th that I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. And of course, Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon is the 17th. Uh, so those are, those are still coming out. It, it's just jam packed. Uh, farming Simulator is tomorrow. I think my wife's actually going to give that one a shot. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot of games coming out, uh, just on the physical side. I haven't even looked at digital side. Uh, but if you are a Switch owner, this holiday is amazing. There are so many games to play, uh, and no no time, no time at all. Yeah, no, I honestly <laughs> forgot about those 3DS there, too. I forgot about uh, Mario Party. I actually do have a pre-ordered, a physical copy for once, which is rare for me. Um, all right. But, uh, but the, uh, since then, I can. I'll, I think my sisters will probably play it a decent amount, so I figured I'd, I'd get that to kind of pop between systems there. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, there's a decent amount of stuff. And, and I don't want to sit – I don't want to talk too much into looking back at the year and sort of all that kind of thing because, obviously, the Game of the Year episode will really do that. But, um, I mean, do you guys feel like this year, at least for me personally, I feel like I bought a lot of games this year compared to – if you guys listened to the podcast last year, the Game of the Year one, <laughs> it was a mess. I didn't play half the stuff because there was, like, nothing there. But I feel like there's so much stuff that I've gotten um, this year, especially for Switch. I mean, it's just been jam-packed with content. And so even if, like, they didn't release much new stuff in the holidays, I feel like I would be fine. I feel like I would still have so much that I could still enjoy. Um, and yet there are a couple games coming out in the holidays that I still, you know, want to get. So um, I don't know. Do you guys feel the same that, like, this year there's been so much, right? Like, it's just been a lot to, to keep up with. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard for me to even think about what is next year because I've already got so many games in my backlog that I haven't played this year. So, like, the fact that, that hopefully they'll continue building on upon it and, and we have even better games, you know, coming in 2018, 2019, everything, that's, um, it's good, but 
if I'm honest, it's a bit overwhelming because we had such a great lineup already this year, and um, and I've already got plenty of great games to play. Um, so yeah, I, I could be okay with they slow down a little bit, and give me some time to plan. <laughs> yeah, I definitely share those sentiments. There's just so much, but not enough time for everything that you want to. <clears throat> yeah, uh, like as, as a multi-console own, owner. Years like last year, it was a blessing because there was nothing to do on Nintendo consoles for the most part. Uh, so it was a blessing because there were other games to play. This year it's a curse because there's too many games to play. Uh, the Switch is on fire. I'm absolutely killing it, and, and I haven't even had time to even look at my other consoles. And, and I've gotten games in that I've been waiting for. And it's like I haven't touched South Park yet. And I was like, I've been looking forward to that for so long. It looks great. And I haven't had the time because Odyssey was coming out. And uh, I'm a big Dot .hack fan, and they just re-released the GU with a brand-new chapter. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want to play that. But when am I going to have time? There's just no time. So I'm with you. I'm okay with 2018 being a slower year. Um, I know we, we were talking about earlier how Nintendo needs to keep the momentum going, and they do. But as a gamer, I'm okay <laughs> with a little bit slow uh, just to catch up on this backlog because I have a feeling – that the majority of people will have a backlog from 2017 larger than all other years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just crazy. Yeah. Especially because a lot of people are going to be getting them, you know, around the holiday season and they've already got to catch up on all the Zelda and all the Mario Odyssey and the Splatoon and the arms and the Xenoblade. And all. <laughs> there go. The list is going yeah. on and on and on. And that's another thing Asan mentioned, the, the Breath of the Wild DLC is coming supposedly out this month. That's another thing on top of the holidays. Like, oh, my God, there's so much. Right. And and uh, speaking of, you know, new Switch owners and stuff as well, um, I guess I should mention for Black Friday, uh, Nintendo's releasing the Legend of Zelda Explorers Edition. So for those that don't have the game or just want to double dip, there's like a, an extra little Explorers Guide that will come <coughs> with the game as well, which is pretty neat. So um, it's just an extra incentive, you know, to – uh, you know, further enjoy Breath of the Wild, which is already incredible. Uh, in addition, there's a special Zelda uh, 2DS, uh, you know, with green and uh, and everything, and it comes with um, Ocarina of Time 3D, which is only in 2D, <laughs> but uh, uh, a um, preloaded uh, digitally on the uh, on the system, and that's eighty dollars. So eighty dollars, you now have access to the entire library of. 3DS titles with Ocarina of Time, you know, arguably I mean, the, the greatest or one of the greatest Zelda games in, in many people's eyes right there. I mean, that's incredible value. So um, lots of great stuff for, uh, for, for the holidays, for sure, definitely. I, w- I will say that Explorer's yeah. Edition, I am very disappointed with it. Uh, as a Zelda fan, I wanted a double dip, but I wanted the DLC to be on the cart to be like, here it is, the complete edition with everything. Um, but no, it does not contain any of the DLC or the season pass or anything like that, which I think is a missed opportunity. I think we'll yeah, see that, I like, guess. next year or, like, a couple years down the road. <laughs> right. That'd be kind of a... Is, technically, the DLC, we don't know. All they said is this year. They didn't say exactly when it's coming, so it could be possible that it comes out in December, at which point you know, this Explorer's Edition may already be out. So the, um, we just don't know exactly when they plan on, on releasing that and time frame-wise, I guess, too. I, I think it'll be November. 
Yeah, that's what I would have thought, because that's when the Amiibo are releasing. But And I also wonder if that's the case, why they haven't said it yet, because it's like, it's fast approaching, Nintendo. you gotta got to let us know what's going on, because if this is some new story mode stuff, like... I feel like you should be hyping this up even more. But I guess, then again, Super Mario Odyssey just came out. They don't want to take the focus away from that. So I suppose that does make sense. But, uh, but yeah, we'll and see. And they're not going to take the focus from Xenoblade tomorrow either. Exactly. Uh, right. So, you know, we're talking about the holidays. So Xenoblade uh, Chronicles 2 comes out, to, uh, doesn't come out tomorrow. It comes out December 1st. But they have a special direct uh, tomorrow morning uh, as well. So in true Nintendo Fuse podcast tradition, podcast and then direct as always um so there you go you're welcome you're welcome um, yeah. yeah you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah so you know we'll get lots more information about that game and that comes out next month so uh lots happening there um so yeah i mean definitely good time to be a Nintendo fan. Finally, right? It's been it's been a while since we've been able to say that, but finally, it's, it's a good time to be a Nintendo fan. Um, and that about, I think, wraps up uh, the discussion for this week. Uh, a bunch of people in the chat were also excited about some of the games we mentioned. Jakester is excited about Xenoblade and Doom and Rocket League. Um, Mike is waiting for his review copy of Sonic tomorrow and uh, Farming Sim. Um but uh, and Michael says they need to add additional storage solutions to know those games with multi gigabyte downloads, which um, that's a whole topic in and of itself for sure, definitely. I like but, it. Uh, <laughs> um, one day, one day we'll we'll explore that uh, that topic again. Um, but next time is the game of the year special. So set your calendars for uh, December. Um, fourth that monday night and uh tune in and listen to us crown our nintendo fuse 2017 game of the year i can't wait it's gonna be a lot of fun be, be ready to discuss yours too we, we want to hear from you guys in the in the chat what games you think are game of the year and, and the best in the categories as we go through them as well uh i think that'd be fun just to see how our opinions stack up with yours as well Exactly, exactly. Especially because you, you know that one of the big showdowns, I don't think I need to say it, you know one of the big showdowns is going to happen, and I'm very curious to see where we stand and where all of you stand on uh, on that uh, on that showdown there. That'll be very, very interesting. Um, I know, I so, can't wait. Monopoly versus Troll and I. Who's going to win Game of the Year? Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, who knows? <laughs> Uh, I'm more interested to see if Barry's going to push up Xenoblade, even though he's only had it for a couple of days at that point, versus Odyssey versus Zelda. So, I, I see. I have to. Uh, for those of you that have listened to two years ago, I think it was our game of the year. Uh, we, we, I had a conundrum because I was, oh my god, what's going to do it? Is it going to be Xenoblade Chronicles X or is it going to be Breath of the Wild? Although at that time it was the Zelda Wii U. And then Zelda got delayed, so I was like, oh, cool, Xenoblade Chronicles wins by default. I don't have to make that decision. But now I do, as well as Mario, so I am not sleeping in December, at least the first part. I'm just going to have to play as much Xenoblade Chronicles 2 as possible to be able to, to give it a good, a solid nod and, and where it, it places. I don't know, it could be the upset. I could be the upset. 
you know, you got to give it just as much time as you did Zelda. So how many hours was that? <laughs> 245 or something like that. So nonstop. Barry's going to come on the podcast like, what's going on? Huh? What? Who am I? Where am I? <laughs> yeah. It'll be, it'll be, I'll be like, oh, let's do this. Okay, whatever. You know, like, like I'll be sleeping and you'll have to, like, wake me. Like, Barry, it's your turn to talk. Whoa. Yeah, okay. You know, yeah, sure. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> So, so you never know. It's going to be an interesting podcast. Uh, I might, I might go Bayonetta. I might pull a Steve. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> Maybe in your your delirium from lack of sleep, that that Bayonetta will will appear again. <laughs> Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. Here's we another meeting to a sleeper hit. Animal Crossing Pocket oh. Camp. Ah. <laughs> uh, <all right>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so anyways, uh, thank you all so much again for uh, for listening to everybody that joined in the chat and joined us live as well. We will see you next month. Thank you again, and uh, have a good night. See ya. Good night. See ya.